Russia. Russia. Russland. Russia. Rivière and hello to the Why Russia podcast. In this podcast, we ask foreigners who live in Russia one simple question. Why Russia? Today, we have the great honor to speak with Joseph from Florida, the Sunshine State. Some months ago, he started his own YouTube channel. It's called Expert American. I recommend everybody to check it out. It's a very fast-growing YouTube channel. So, Joseph, now I already talked a little bit about you, but of course, this is only the tip of the iceberg. Maybe you can introduce yourself a little bit to the audience. Yeah, definitely. Thanks so much for having me on, Thomas. Um, yeah, well, like you said, my name is Joseph Stephen Rose. Um, I would say uh, for that broader question, I, I would call myself a Christian and a businessman and a YouTuber. And I have five kids. And most importantly for this podcast, I am married to a Russian woman. So, Joseph, when did you decide to come to Russia and what were the main reasons to come to Russia? Well, it was about three years ago. And it was my fourth trip to Russia with my wife, uh, who I've been married to now for almost 10 years. And we would come for about a month at a time. So I had a good feel for the place. And I realized that financially, we were actually saving money when we were spending our month in Russia versus in America because of the, of the cost of living. And the lifestyle was very nice. I remember telling my wife, you know what, hon, I think I could live here. And about three years later, we made the move. So that's that's why we're here now. When I lived in Moscow, I can remember so many Russians. They always asked me this question. And this was also the inspiration for the podcast. Thomas, why Russia? Why don't you go to Florida, the Sunshine State? Or why don't you go um, to live in Europe? There, Everything is better, they always say. There, The salary is better. Um, the weather, of course, is better and so on. So what would you answer to this question? Why Russia? Um, well, I mean, my situation is a little bit unique because I do have business in America, so I'm making money there. And, and so with the currency exchange, it, it is beneficial for me. And it's been like that, you know, all our lives. Um, so that may not change, uh, but it may. Um, I, like I said, I'm a Christian. So since I have so many kids right now, um, it's good for me to have them in an environment um, which is conservative, which is traditional family values. I like that. I think that the best thing I can do with my life is to turn these five people into productive, healthy, kind, loving adults. So that, that's my goal. And that's what I think Russia offers to me now. Um, you know, and I think God also has a sense of humor because we moved February 16th. And a week after that, the whole world changed. Was it very difficult? Well, you came before everything changed, but do you think it's now difficult uh, in the United States to get a visa to Russia? And also, how do the sanctions that were imposed um, on Russia, not just by the European Union, but also by the USA, um, how do the, those sanctions affect your daily life as an American in Moscow? Yeah, so like, I, like you said, I, I did it beforehand. So getting a visa was easy. You find a company online, you pay the fee, um, your passport, I believe, goes to a Russian embassy and they stamp it and it comes back with the visa. Um, I would assume it's still easy, though, because from what I understand, the, the sanctions and the difficulty that's come up this year is 
is being pushed by the West on the American side, um, whereas Russia, you know, they, they have a smaller population and, and they've been pushing, I've been led to believe, to grow their population. And they want people to move to Russia that are going to be productive and have traditional family values. So I think they'd be more than happy to still offer visas would be my assumption. Is there right now maybe an anti-American sentiment in Moscow? I have not seen that at all. And I'm on the street, you know, all throughout the week, loudly speaking English into my camera for my YouTube videos. And I have not gotten any trouble from anyone. Um, I mean, Russians are busy. And in Moscow, it's a busy city and, and, and it's cold and they got work to do. Um, they don't notice me at all. It's like I'm a ghost. <laughs> and I think, I think an important distinction that Russians have is... Um, between people versus government. So I think as an American here, I'm their guest. And in general, they like me and they like Americans. And that's probably due to, I would guess, Hollywood movies. You know, we all grow up watching Hollywood movies no matter where we live in the world. And so you get this idea that Americans are cool. Um, but I think that the Russians would, if they had a problem, they would say it's with Washington, D.C., if they were to, to think deeply about it. And I think, I think that's healthy because it's better to, if you have a problem with, let's say, a country, like if let's say you're like, oh, I don't like Germany, for instance. Well, if you break that down, you, maybe you don't like the government at that time, but it's not all the people and all the culture that you want to, that you're upset with. I mean, that, that's just too wide of a spectrum to be angry with. It's not reasonable. If that makes sense. Now, we talked already a lot about the capital of Russia, Moscow. And what other parts of Russia have you seen? And which other parts uh, do you also like? So I've been to four other places, I believe, that I can recall. And I like them all. Uh, St. Petersburg, that I think is the second biggest city. I could be wrong. And that's the one that looks the most like Western Europe. And that was by design when they built it. Um, so the great thing about St. Petersburg is... It looks like Western Europe, which is very romantic and nice, but it's cheaper. Um, so that, that's, that's a good uh, secondary option um, to Western Europe. And then I've been to Rosa Hooter, which is just north of Sochi, or I believe in Sochi. It is in the mountains, and it is a ski village. Um, so you just imagine your perfect Hollywood-created European-style ski village, and it's like that. It's got a river flowing through a valley and bridges and shops and hotels and restaurants on both sides and a clock tower and it's it's perfect it's beautiful um i've also been to two of the ancient cities that are part of the golden ring around moscow one is suzdal and i went there because the pictures look like they had the best pictures as far as the traditional wooden old onion domed russian churches and then i went to yaroslavl And I actually featured that in my YouTube channel uh, very recently. So I did several videos with myself and two of my youngest kids. We had a great time there. It was a, another great ancient Russian city. You also lived in New York, New York City for some time, I believe, when you were a student. Um, and when you compare New York City and Moscow, I mean, those are the biggest cities in the United States and in Russia. What is similar in the cities and what is a little bit different? Well, I lived in New York um, more than 20 years ago. So it might be hard to compare now. I mean, I, I have vacationed there in the meantime, 
Uh, when I was there as a young adult, it was exciting and dangerous. It, it's exactly what you might imagine New York to be, like let's say in a, in a cool movie, um, or like or like Gotham City, you could say from a Batman film. Um, it was it was dangerous and it was exciting. Um, and then I think over the years when I would vacation there, it, it looked a little bit better. It looked a little bit nicer, a little bit more hospitable to tourists. Um, I haven't been there for maybe eight years, so I, I can't say now that, you know, the news, of course, which is often wrong, it, it gives me the impression that New York may be a little bit more dangerous again. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I think, I think they are comparable in structure and in density. Um, but I, I would assume that right now uh, Russia would be the, the safer place to live, uh, Moscow, rather. So from my perspective, um, I was also, when I was younger, um, in the U.S. Uh, a lot of times. And from my perspective, after I came to Russia, I realized that there are many similarities between the U.S. and Russia because maybe both countries are so big in size and maybe you still have this element of man against nature a little bit, which is lacking in uh, most European countries. Um, there, everything is a little bit more cute and uh, smaller in size. So what would you say? Um, are there similarities between the U.S. and Russia? And what is generally similar and what is a little bit different? Uh, yeah, I, I like your perspective. I'd agree with that. Um, I think they're both big you know, landmass, at least wise, Russia even more so, but they're both quite big as far as an average country goes. They're both historically Christian, you know, I think which gives them a lot in common as far as their, you know, what, what their core beliefs are, you know, whether they're practicing Christianity or not. Um, there are many races in both places. I think their, their lifestyle, their way of life is similar Uh, which is basically a, a copy from Europe, I would say, because they, they both are cultures that, that long ago come out of Europe, you know, Russia from, let's say, Greece and America from, from you could say, Britain. Um, so they're very similar in that way. Uh, as far as differences, um, I would say that America has a more individualistic um, approach and idea to things and Russia has a more collective idea and a collective approach to things and that is nothing negative to either side it, it's good to have both it's good to practice both there are times when you should really think about yourself as an individual what you need to do and there are times when you need to think about you know, think more collectively and think about your group And you mentioned it already two times that Russia or especially Moscow is a Christian place. How do you feel it in the daily life that Moscow is a Christian place? And do you have the feeling it's becoming more Christian? Um, I think it is leaning more Christian conservative every day. Hmm. And, you know, I mean, I, I love America. I never thought that I would ever set foot in Russia. I was raised during the Cold War. I don't, I don't want to talk bad about America. It is my country. But I think America is leaning away from Christian conservatism, uh, let's say Christianity and, and, and going to church and, and traditional family values. And I think Russia is leaning towards it. I think Russia has been leaning towards it since um, probably the 90s, you know, since communism went away. Um, and 
I think for America, it's the opposite. Um, why I'm not exactly sure. Um, but I think you can see it in just the, the lifestyle and the way of life. And, you know, I could say I see churches everywhere here, but I could say the same thing about America. So they, they, they are different in this respect, but they're also similar. It's just one I would say is leaning away and one is leaning towards right now. After listening to the conversation so far, maybe now you're interested in moving to Russia. Or maybe you even have some questions regarding a visa for the Russian Federation. If this is the case, I can wholeheartedly recommend the team of movingtorussia.ru. They have answers regarding all the matters of relocating to Russia. To remind you once again, it is called movingtorussia.ru. Just type into your browser movingtorussia.ru. And now we continue with the current conversation. And in daily life, can you give some examples where you feel it in Russia, that it's moving more towards um, the Christian way of doing things? Um, well, I, I, I would say that for one thing, um, Russia offers financial benefits um, to families and especially multiple children families. So it encourages people to have lots of kids. So you're going to get um, financial breaks uh, for college and university or for buying a home if you have two kids. And you'll get even more financial breaks if you have three kids. And um, I think they're really trying to encourage, the government is trying to encourage more uh, people and people that are productive and that are wanting to foster and support, you know, traditional family lifestyles. In America, you know, you see more in the news about, you know, being accepting of everybody. And again, I, I, I'm not down on, on different things, but, but accepting of everybody means you're going to be accepting of possibly things that are not promoting family. And if you're not promoting family, then you don't have a network to raise children. If you can't raise children, then you're not going to have as many children, if that makes sense. And then your your community is not going to grow. Your culture will not grow if if the women in your culture aren't having, on average, three children. Yes, talking a little bit more about families and children, you also have many children yourself. And Is Moscow a child-friendly city or generally a family-friendly city? I mean, it's it's such a big city, so I would suspect that maybe uh, sometimes it's lacking some aspects for the family life. But in general, would you say it's family-friendly or it could improve a little bit in this respect? Um, I think it's family-friendly. I mean, like New York, you do not need a car to live in Moscow. And the way the city was designed, the, the major blocks are supposed to contain everything you need to live. So we're in a flat, an apartment, in a building, which is odd for me because I've always lived in houses. But I, I decided to accept big city living and see how it goes. So far, I like it. And I'm a bit spoiled because what you learn is that everything is right there. So, you know, I, I go down the elevator, I go outside, there's sidewalks everywhere, there's playgrounds everywhere, there's other apartment buildings, and then there's other buildings with shops everywhere. There, The shopping mall and the their version of Walmart is like eight minutes walking distance from me. Same with the metro. You know, there's haircut places and, and even hospitals 
inside this major block. So it's very convenient for that reason. You know, I walk my two youngest kids to school every morning. My older kids, they, they catch the metro to their universities and it's completely safe. You know, crime-wise, um, I haven't seen any issue at all ever, uh, which is interesting um, because even where I grew up in Florida, which is considered a nice conservative Christian place, you still have to kind of keep your eyes open and be on guard in, in case you might encounter a crazy person. In fact, I did a, in my last YouTube video I posted, it was going through the metro, getting off at every stop, 22 stops and doing a 360 circle. And the goal was to try and find in Moscow, scary places, scary people or dirty things. And, and so that's what we set out to try and find in the video. Um, because it, I, I find it hard to find these things here. And, and if I was an American listening to this who had never been here, I'd be like, I don't believe this guy. He's crazy. <laughs> uh, but I mean, I tell you, it's, 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 it's true from what I've seen so far. And it's very kid-friendly. I don't think you can look outside in any direction and not see a playground. I'm not kidding. Did you find any dangerous places on this tour uh, through all the stops on the metro? Yes. <laughs> of course, Thomas, I would have to say, They'll have to watch the video and find out. Yes, I, I also can recommend again, it's called <laughs> the Expert American Channel on YouTube. Um, now we talked uh, already um, a long time about the place, but let's talk a little bit about the people, the Russians. How are Russians similar and different to Americans? And what do you like about them? And what is maybe a little bit peculiar? Okay, so I've thought about this uh, a lot over the years. Um, what I've come to, to think is, Russians are, in general, unfriendly, and Americans are, in general, friendly. But before all the Russians get mad, um, Russians are emotionally open, and Americans are emotionally closed. Now, these are generalities, of course. Everyone's different. Um, and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's not America versus Russia. Maybe it's more warm-weather places versus cold-weather places. But I find, you know, bumping into people on the street in America, they're by and large very nice and very friendly. Um, but it does not go deep. They're, you don't really get to know that person. Like, oh, hey, how are you doing? And then moving on, you know, they, they, don't, they don't want you to answer that question, how are you doing? Whether... If you're in, in, in Moscow, let's say, you bump into someone on the street, they, they may be unfriendly and rude because they just don't really have time and it's cold and they're in a rush. But if you do have time to talk to them, um, they will open up to you quickly and they will be emotionally deep with you. So I, I think there's good things and bad things about both of these characteristics. Um, but it's, it's definitely the, the big difference I've noticed in Russian people versus American people, if that makes sense. Is there in Moscow at the moment also um, an American community? As a German, I know that in Moscow there's still a German community. It It's now smaller than it was before, but still it's sometimes um, very convenient to have like this group of uh, people from your own country. Is, does it also apply to the American community or is your daily life mostly spent with the Russians? Well, I'm trying to learn the language. So I wasn't looking for um, a lot of English speaking groups. Um, but 
I know that, for instance, in my church I go to, there's an English-speaking Bible talk that I'm a part of. So that, that's a few people, and that, that's kind of nice. Um, and because English is, is the, quote, unofficial international language or the business language out, you know, when you get outside of any country, um, pretty much anywhere you go, people can speak English, uh, especially the younger people. Um, but I think Russia, you know, they, they're, with good reason, leaning towards patriotism right now, and they would rather speak Russian. But the younger people can speak English, from what I understand, and it's taught in school. And generally, how is it for you to learn um, Russian as a foreign language? Um, I started when I was pretty young. I started learning Russian when I was maybe 21. And still, for me, it's very difficult to speak the language. So I can only imagine uh, that it must be pretty difficult when you start learning Russian, not at a young age, but a little bit like in the 30s or 40s even. Uh, how do you yeah. learn the language? <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, I'm 48, man. It is hard. Um, I I was doing Duolingo. I still am. That's like an app on your phone, which is like a five minute lessons. You can do as many as you want. Uh, so that's a good way to to practice at least a little bit every day. And I have a tutor that I see for an hour and a half twice a week. All of my kids are bilingual. So that's five kids. It's easy for all of them. Um, And yeah, you know, I'm the worst in the family of the seven of us. But you know, I'm 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 really trying. But it's it's harder, I think, as your brain gets older, it gets it gets more difficult to learn another language. And Joseph, what do you miss uh, from the United States in your daily life in Moscow? Like most people, you know, you miss certain foods. I probably miss um, warmer weather a little bit, but not so much yet. We'll we'll see how time. How time goes by, how that, how the the snow and the cold treats me. But right now, it's kind of enjoyable. Um, I think, yeah, the only thing I probably miss is, is probably little things like there's no maple syrup here, there's no white grits here. Now I say there's no. I mean, I'm sure you could find it, but it's not re readily available. Like for instance, peanut butter is not a popular thing here. I mean, I don't really eat that much peanut butter anyway, but. But yeah, the, the food thing, I think, is the biggest thing for people when they're switching countries. And as we said already in the beginning of this um, podcast, you are producing the YouTube videos about life in Russia. So for me, it was interesting if it's difficult to find like Russians who want to be in front of the camera sometimes, because compared to Americans, I guess Russians are pretty camera shy. Americans, they know how to act in front of the camera. They love the camera. And how is it in, in Russia? Is it difficult? And then maybe the last question, how can people follow your content about Russia? Yeah, I think that, um, you know, Russians, they, their personalities are, are quieter and less flamboyant. But I think you have you have shy Russians, you have shy Americans, and then you have Russians that aren't shy, and you have Americans that aren't shy. Um, you know, I would encounter less actor types here for sure. But that's a good thing for me because I don't want actors on the YouTube channel because I'm trying to do real life stuff. Um, but yeah, as far as how people could find me, you know, I would, I would say just go to YouTube and do, do a search for expat American. And I should come up if you want to be more specific to expat American Moscow, Russia, and that should definitely get me the, the profile pick is me smiling and pointing at the camera with some Greek or Roman columns behind me. It's the Bolshoi theater and my hair is a little bit longer. 
Um, but uh, yeah, that's the best way to find me. You'll probably also have it in your show notes. And, you know, our goal with the channel is just to what, let the West know that Russia is a normal place, you know, and, and our, our secondary goal is to have a good time and to not waste people's time. So we try to always show and not tell as much as we can. We try to be on location. We try to be on the move. We want the videos to be, you know, fast and exciting and, you know, a little serious, a lot of fun, you know, as, as you know, like I said, as exciting as they can be. Um, to just let Americans know that Russia is normal, you know, and we try to always have a question and an idea with each video. This isn't like a daily vlog, like day 37, I took out the trash. You know, we want each video to actually be about something that a Westerner or American might not know about Russia. Joseph, thank you very much for taking the time for the Why Russia podcast. I also encourage the listeners to follow you on um, YouTube. It's very interesting. I watch all the videos. I, I love them. And um, yeah, uh, thank you very much for this interesting perspective of a Floridian uh, Christian living in the Russian capital. And Thomas, thank you so much. And you know what, man? I'm trying to do a video. Is Russia like Germany? I'm looking for a German guy. So... Maybe you'll be up for that. Definitely, definitely. I will be in Russia shortly, and then I will be up for it. Definitely. Yes. All right. I'll reach out to you, man. You, you let me know when you're here.